you're listening to the Created Fab Podcast with the one and only, one and only, Fabiola. This season series is on the adventures and struggles of being a believer because it can be real out here on these streets. All right. Hello, world. It's me, Fabiola, and welcome to another Created Fab Podcast. And this awesome series that I'm loving oh so much, it is the adventures and struggles of being a believer or Christians to those of you who don't know what a believer is. <laughs> but anyway, I have an awesome good friend of mine that I have met, interesting story, but I'll get to that in a moment, Hannah. Hey, Hannah. <laughs> and so I met this awesome, awesome young woman on a plane around this time last year on our way to Africa. Can you believe that? She sat right next to me and um, it was a long flight. My God, how long was that flight? For? About 15 hours, I think it was? Yeah, like 15 or 16, it was, it was long. <laughs> you just take the wheel. So <laughs> in that amount of time that me and Hannah were on that, um, that long um, flight together, we got a chance to get to know each other and look at that, like a year later, we still talk. But um, it's so amazing because um, Hannah actually, um, you know what, how about this? Instead of me sitting here telling her story, I'm gonna let her tell her story. Hannah, tell them about you. So I am 19. I just turned 19 in April. Um, last year, I headed out on that journey and got to meet Fabiola on the plane. Uh, I was just gonna spend three weeks in Africa for, for a short mission trip, and then it ended up uh, turning into a career. So I ended up living in Zambia for three months after that, uh, last fall. and now I'm moving there uh, next month to live there full-time as a missionary. Whoa. <laughs> that, I mean, come on. Like, this is a 19-year-old. A 19-year-old, <laughs> most 19-year-olds in our, in our society especially is hitting up the clubs or doing this or doing that. But <laughs> this girl is so on fire for the Lord that like something triggered on the inside of her and it's a, nope. All that stuff is cool and everything, but uh, I'm gonna try to live my life for Jesus. And it's, <laughs> I just think it's so, it's so, it amazes me. It, it, it genuinely does amaze me. So please like, like break it down. Like before you went to Zambia, right? Like where was your headspace at? Like, how were you with God? Like, what was your relationship looking like? Yeah, so before Zambia, I had always, I grew up in a Christian home all throughout my life. My parents are wonderful believers, but I never had that experience with God to know who he was to me. I knew what the Bible said about him. I knew the stories in the Bible, but I had, I had never experienced it myself. So it was kind of hard to make that personal relationship with him, even though I had salvation and that was the biggest gift that anyone could ever receive. Knowing him as my healer, knowing him as my provider, knowing him as my father and not somebody that I had to perform for or do anything to make him love me anymore. Like realizing that he loves me as much as he's ever going to love me. And it doesn't matter what I do. Nothing can make him love me anymore, love me any less. So I, in this last year, I've just learned to be able to rest in his presence. And, um, it's just been like, it's been amazing. So I started to grow on that trip, that three week trip. And I got to go to a revival at this organization called Overland Missions in Zambia. And 
while I was there, I heard the Lord speak to me audibly for the first time. And that was kind of the spark that was like, whoa, like he's, he's taking the time to talk to me, just, just to me, like not even by reading his word, but by him speaking directly to me. And since then, like confirmation that I'm, I am where I'm supposed to be as far as being on the mission field. I was at that organization's base and I heard him say, this is your home. Mm. And I was like, okay. So I signed up for that three month mission program. And then I went back and I did August to November there. And then I heard him again at a certain outlying base in Zambia, which was farther off in the bush. I heard him again say, this is your home. And so that's where I'm moving now. But it, it just gives me all of the confidence in the world that I'm right where I need to be. Yeah because he spoke to me. And if I hadn't had that realization of how I can have a personal relationship with him in that sense, I, I wouldn't be where I am now. Wow. I mean, so, okay. So basically you're a missionary, <laughs> right? Like that's basically what it is. And you've decided to, or should I say like the Lord has put it on your heart to become a full-time missionary. Yeah. Did you, did you ever have like um, a desire to be a missionary when you were growing up? Yeah. Um, whenever I was about 15, I was at a youth camp and I had heard, I went to a missions uh, forum where they were just asking questions if you wanted to be in, included in their missions or whatever the next summer. And so I sat in on that and then I just kind of heard the word missions over and over again in my head, not realizing then that it was the Lord speaking to me. And now I'm yeah. like, oh, wow, he was actually talking to me then. But I just heard it over and over again in my head. And the next morning I was like, you know what? Um, if this is really what you're trying to lay on my heart, I'm going to open my Bible to a random page. I'm going to point to a verse on the page. And if it speaks anything to missions, then I'll do like, I'll do some kind of mission. So I opened my Bible right to Matthew 28 to the great commission. And I was like, wow. okay, well, I guess I need to start doing this. So the next year I went to Portland, Oregon for a week for short term. And then I went to Guatemala the next year for a short term trip. And then uh, 2019 is whenever I went to Zambia for three weeks and then uh, Guatemala for a week and then ended up doing my training, my missions training. So I think what's cool is that like, and, I, and I've come and I'm, as I've been doing a lot of this stuff and talking to people, I'm noticing a, um, a trend, right? With how God, works. like with the Bible, it talks about like, God doesn't call, he doesn't call the equipped, you know, he equips the called, you know, so whoever he's calling, like if, if I'm calling you, like, listen, I'm going to give you what you need in order to do the very thing that I've asked you to do. And, um, and it seems like, because the desire was always in your, you didn't even realize it, right? Because I mean, what would even lead you to go to that place <laughs> to begin with, to go even hear something like that, right? But because yeah. the, the desire was already in your heart, and then the Lord says, missions, missions, mm -hmm. missions, you know, he's, he was calling you. And I think it's so amazing to actually, um, not only to hear it, but to actually accept it. And that's, you see, that's the thing that always like stood out to me about this young woman right here. The fact that she accepted the call. Most people don't do that. Like most people, it's not until they're like my age group or older. And that's just like, man, I done lost like decades of my life. And I know I always wanted to do that, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know? But, you know, and, and it's like the, just, just the opportunities would come up, right? Mm -hmm. The opportunities would come up. And instead of being like, oh, no, well, no to Portland. Because, you see, it, it wasn't even like going straight into the big thing. Yeah. It was just little steps. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So I like to see, like, how the Lord builds you on, you know, the first, from the first trip to even Zambia, right? So, mm -hmm. like, what was, what was, what stood out to you on the first trip that was just like, you know, I think, I think I might want to do this again. <laughs> or maybe not. Yeah, um, going to Portland, like, I gr I've grown up in Oklahoma. Like, I live in the Bible Belt. Like, if, if somebody isn't a believer, then they've at least heard the gospel message. Right. In Portland, there were people that were running so far away from anything to do with God. And some people, like, speaking with them in the parks, doing park ministry, like, they had never heard the gospel message before. They had never heard about Jesus. And that was people in my own country that didn't know about Jesus. So to know that this was in the, in the middle of a Christ what I had seen as a Christ-centered country, yeah. to know that there were people all over that didn't know who Jesus was, and to know that there's a world with, like, billions of people out there who have never heard the gospel or never been touched by God to know who he is, it was like, man, I really need to do something about this. Like, it's my job. <laughs> right, right. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So, okay, in relation to that, and then you go to Africa. I think our experience might be the same, but um, when you present the gospel in Africa, how was that? Oh man, it's, it's crazy to see that there's a spiritual understanding there of light and darkness, but all of these people have mostly experienced darkness. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that that witchcraft and everything is kind of a cliche here in America. Like we, we don't really take it seriously, but it's so real. <laughs> it's so yeah. real there. And to go there and see people that have been either oppressed by demons or had this depression or this anxiety that's hung over their life forever and not know that there was like trying to, trying to deal with it with witchcraft. And then giving them the gospel message saying this is the best like this is the way this is the only way to heal this depression heal this whatever kind of oppression it was and to see them accept that as almost like a desperation like just trying to solve what their internal problem was and then see the relief come over them it's it's unlike anything else like their faces instantly change and they just become a new, a new person. I mean, just like in Romans, like you become a new creation. They realize that like there is something there yeah, right. that Jesus can be everything for them. And it was kind of cool to go through that process with them. Like I'm learning who I am in Christ, even though I've been a Christian for so many years, but in telling the gospel story to them, telling them who God can be to them, I'm realizing those things myself as well. It was, it was really cool. That's good. You know, it was like when I went to, when I went to Africa, you know, the same way it was your first time. It was my first time as well. Mm -hmm. And man, my <laughs> life was forever changed. I mean, like 
absolutely like completely forever changed. And I mean, like I, even though I mean, I, I'm from New York, you know, I was born and raised in New York and stuff like that. It was, and, but I grew up as an adult in the South. Right. So I completely mm -hmm. understand the whole like Bible belt and all that other stuff. <laughs> when, whenever my church, we did um, missions trips, I mean, not, not mission trips, but outreaches and stuff. It, it was easier in the South. It is. It's a whole lot easier in the South because, you know, everybody knows about Jesus. Like, yeah. and if you don't, something's not right with you because everybody knows about Jesus. And, you know, that's just what it is. So then when I came back up to, you know, just be, New York is a different type of beast, you know, it's just different. But then when you go to Africa, it's just like, they're so open. And it's just like mm -hmm. what you're saying. It's like about like the, the spiritual aspect of it. Right. Yeah. They're so open. It's like, huh. Okay, so tell me about this Jesus, this Jesus person, you know? Yeah. And to see it manifest, I mean, like the things that I've seen, I literally have seen the Bible come to life in front of my face. I mean, like my, 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 the gifts that the Lord has put inside of me, like, I don't know what it was about over there. Something ignited on the inside mm -hmm. that I kind of, I think it was always there, but it was probably because of being over there. Right. Yeah. It just manifested, I mean, like, and then the type of um, warfare that goes on, I guess, because maybe it is so, because it's such a spiritually awakened or conscious or whatever place over there. Yeah. Whoa, I mean, I, I seen the battle going on in the second heaven. Like I seen through the realms, like I seen it with my eyes open. I'm just like, whoa, this is crazy. <laughs> Like, this is absolutely crazy. But despite the battle that was going on, one thing that I've seen for sure, you know, and should have, that didn't convince me, I know this would have, you know, the fact that, man, wow, like, Jesus is Lord. Like, yeah, like, for, yeah. like no, like, for real, for real, like, Jesus is Lord. Because, like, yeah. for example, there was a time when um, we, we had, like, a massive, like, um, I guess it would be a revival. I guess that's what they call them. Yeah. And um, it was a massive one. And then all the people from the, like, surrounding villages came and um and i remember like they were like the, the the people's bodies were contorting and all this bunch of craziness was happening it's like what the craziness is this <laughs> you know what i mean like like straight craziness happening and like the witchcraft and like all like, it was it was crazy and then when the the guy who was in the pastor or the leader um who was leading the men um the 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 revival he got up and he started to you know pray the um he started to pray the, you know, to do altar call. Mm -hmm. At that moment, I seen like these massive angels, like massive angels, just like, they were standing on the roofs of the house, right? And then this, um, but then it was like these massive locusts. They, it looked like locusts that were coming straight for us and where we were at. And I'm just looking around like, so nobody else sees this. So I'm the only one who, oh, I guess I'm the only one who's seen this then. So, <laughs> and then I see the angels that were like hovering, like that were on these buildings, they kind of like basically like covered their bodies, right? Mm -hmm. Over the people. And then the locusts started coming and then they just kept, kept trying to like penetrate like this, this dome that the angels had formed on top of the, the people that were mm -hmm. there. And then um, there were, I mean, swarms and it looked like a massive infestation. Like it was crazy. And then um, as the guy, he just started doing the altar call, he went deeper and deeper into it, the more and more these locust things just kept on coming. Like they just kept mm -hmm. on coming and coming and coming. And then it would look up to the point, I was like, yo, like this is crazy, this is crazy, this is crazy. <laughs> this massive angel comes out from the middle of the people. <laughs> oh my God, my father scared me. 
and people struggle. It's scared the crap out of me. Okay, that's real life though. <laughs> but anyway, perfectly timed. <laughs> oh God, I'm literally like reliving this stuff, and here we go. Okay, Jesus, take the wheel. All right. <laughs> so, oh God, um. Oh, that scared the crap out of me, like for real. But anyway, so then the angel, um, um, so this angel, wait, I feel like the internet is acting funny all of a sudden. Okay, mm-hmm. right, okay. So then um, this angel thing, I mean, the angel came up from the middle of the, um, the middle of the people, right? And then he had like this long, super, super, super long um, sword, right? Mm-hmm. And then he started like twisting his body all the way around, like like a like a top or something. Like he just started twisting his body like around and around and around and around. And then finally he let his body go. And then when he did, he had the sword out and he was like like cutting these locust things. And he kept doing it over wow. and over and over again. And this all of this stuff is happening while altar call is going on. <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, like nobody's eating it. And then finally he said, you know who who, um, you know, if you decided to give Christ, you know, and to allow Christ into your life, then raise your hand or whatever. And then a bunch of people, you know, raised their hands, but the battle was still going on. Like it was still raging, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and it wasn't until finally something else happened, but it wasn't until finally people started accepting Jesus as their Lord and savior. It chilled out. Yeah. It chilled out. Wow. And all of a sudden when that happened, I just seen like, it looked, <laughs> it looked like, like fireworks was happening. And I, you know, it was so much fireworks and I seen like these lights coming down from heaven or whatever, coming straight down. It was just coming down and then it just like dropped down next to the people. And then it was like a party that was happening. I'm like, God, what is happening? God was like, yeah, whenever people accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, like a whole, like a legit party goes on in heaven he was like now you get to see it he was like not for real it's lit and i was like (laughs) yes it is like it's a massive party you know and i'm just like wow yo this is so amazing and it just goes to show you like how we don't realize how much of a conflict that takes place how much of a there's such a a fight for our spirit is gonna um, um spend eternity it's mm-hmm. such a massive fight and and it's so messed up because so many people don't even realize what it is i mean they don't think they think that it's all somebody trying to control you they don't, they don't realize how big of a deal it is <laughs> yeah yeah they really don't realize how big of a deal it is and it's just like if you only knew i think that was the day honestly like it just yo it messed my whole doctrine up after that i was just like wait that's what was really going on <laughs> yeah. but anywho it's crazy so i mean like africa man africa africa. <laughs> africa yeah but okay so i remember so besides so obviously like and I, I i was thinking about this with you even this oh this is why i brought all that up um about like how you know you are in africa and you do become way more spiritually in tune because it is such a spirit filled whether good or for bad, it's a spiritual con- um, continent, excuse me, very spirit-filled continent. And so while you were there, you got highly connected with the spirit for yourself. Tell us about that spirit, Marlene. <laughs> so, um, 
so yeah, I, I was raised Baptist and I mean, I love my church and I love the biblical foundation that I've been raised to have. Like, um, I'm doing a children's ministry program right now and the way that they put it was like so well said like you you get to hear the stories and you know who God is by what he's done in the Bible but whenever I went to Africa and got to experience that for myself and see I think it was the first expedition that I that I went on to see the potential that I had by watching other people and seeing people be healed whenever people would pray yeah. like the people that were on my expedition with me pray over uh an older lady and we saw her get up and and walk like her like her knees had just been had been killing her like she had been carried around for years and just to see her stand up and walk and I was like well they gave us an opportunity one time to pray over people and I prayed over somebody and nothing happened and I was like how come nothing is happening and I went up to one of my leaders and I was like how come all of these people are able to do these things but by the power of the spirit but I can't do those things and they were like well have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit like do you know do you know that you're able to do these works. Like, obviously, I've been saved. I have the spirit living inside of me. But to be equipped for ministry like that, I had never experienced anything like that before. So it was a whole week of ministry went by. I I didn't have that, that power overflowing out of me. And it was frustrating. I came back home uh, to the base. And I was like, you know what? Tell me how I can do this. And this is during, like, I spent my whole three weeks um, in June not knowing about any of this stuff. This was during my training in oh, in August. Yeah. And they said, you just need to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I, I was like, okay, I want that. Like, somebody pray for me because I want to see that fruit in my life of the Spirit. And so a few people came over and they prayed for me and uh, I started speaking in tongues and it was like, oh my gosh, like this is for real. So the next time we went out on expedition, we were praying for this little boy that had a tumor on the back of his head. And I was like, oh man, like I know that I can do this. Like this is inside of me. I can, I can pray on this boy and he's going to be healed. And I think that was half the battle was me knowing that I was capable of releasing that onto that little boy like I knew that that the Holy Spirit was inside of me and that he could do that so I prayed for that little boy with um one of our leaders and we pulled our hands away and his tumor was gone and I was like come on (laughs) it was crazy and I was like thank you Lord like I'm so empowered and after that um experience people were like Hannah like there's I'm a really outgoing person like anyways but they were like there's a new fire inside of you like there's something new burning and we can like we can see it and ever since then it's been like it's been different (laughs) like I just completely changed and I know that it was that it was that moment of realizing what was inside of me and receiving that that baptism and receiving the gifts that God had already placed inside of me and it's, it's just really cool to see it outwardly. <laughs>
whoa <laughs> man you know and maybe because i've been filled with the holy spirit for so long but i'm just like i don't know what life was like <laughs> yeah before being filled with the spirit because i'm just like I, you know it wasn't until after i was filled with the spirit that's when i was able to hear god so extremely clearly yeah you know that um like he pumps me the heck up you know like he fills me up like in every single way possible like really and truly he is my comforter he is the one who gives me guidance i don't know how other people don't do it so it trips me out like even like being able to speak in tongues i'm like i i don't know what i would do if i didn't have that like yeah in those moments when you feel so weak and just being able to just speak in tongues for a little bit like it literally that's like my gasoline in my car <laughs> it fuels me up you know yeah so do you still go to the baptist church uh yeah it's where my family attends but i for sure get extracurricular <laughs> like, i go on and listen to sermons online and everything but i mean we've been quarantined what an opportunity to be able to like yeah, yeah. like do go to different churches and everything virtually right. and then um the services that my organization does on sundays they live stream them so i'll watch those and it's it's normally like uh they'll do them in the morning like sometimes early in the morning and so it's like 11 o'clock for me so i'm like <laughs> 11 o'clock at night I'm like woo, right, let's right. do church <laughs> yeah i mean i would think so because i mean like i've heard of people doing that where they become filled with the spirit and they start speaking in tongues i'm like did you go to a baptist church isn't that like a contradiction <laughs> you know yeah and it's like so uh, you know like yeah and it's listening to like sermons now like the the basic biblical foundation is there but it's almost like I don't I don't know it's almost like settling a little bit because it's like well you know I know that there's so much more out there like and in seeing what sermons are focused on instead of like empowering the believers to realize their full potential their full inheritance in christ um it's more about and in in, especially in my congregation most people there are in their 60s 70s like we have a majority of older people that have been saved for 50 years Mm -hmm. and instead of helping them realize their full inheritance, their full capability, it's still trying to be that evangelistic side and see people saved. And it's like our congregation, like there may be people saved, but to show them their full inheritance, what they can have in Christ, that's going to bring people to the Lord so much faster than saying like, well, there's either heaven or there's either hell and you got to choose one. It's almost seen as like a ticket. Like a, you get your ticket and then you're on the train and you just ride it out. But and that's if not you get, no, <laughs> it's not. That's what's crazy to me. It's like, man, there's so much more. And yeah. one thing that I was praying for while I was in uh, advanced missions training, I was like, I want to see a revival in my family. Like they go to this church and they're so active in church and like, everybody has my whole family has a heart to serve and that's my siblings are homeschooled so all of their friends are 
at church. Our congregation is our family, but I wanted to see that fire light at home. So to be able to be home during these few months and to see like kind of everything come out because like you get filled up for so long and then eventually what you know is going to come out. Um, my brother, is it okay if I tell this little story? Before? Of course you can. Okay, cool. So my brother came to me one night and he was like, Hannah, like, I'm just, he was asking me questions, just, he's full of questions, asking me random questions about the Bible. And he was like, whenever I pray, I don't know where to like, look, should I like look up? Because that's where God is. And I said, well, first of all, God, like Jesus is inside of you. So you don't have to look up. God is everywhere. And like, he's all around you. Whenever you're a believer, his presence is all around you. And he was like, well, I don't want to be looking in a certain direction and there be like a demon there. And I'm looking at the demon while I'm praying to God. And I was like, Trenton, if you're a believer and Jesus is inside of you and Jesus and that light is radiating outside of you, there's not going to be a demon around to touch you because you have God's presence around you and light can't be with darkness. And he said, okay. And then he said, I haven't been able to really focus while I'm praying. Like my head just won't slow down. I don't have, I don't have much peace. And I was like, okay, well, how long has this been like this? And he goes, I don't know, probably a year or so. And my brother's 14 and he's so shy and reserved and he he hasn't ever reached out to me like this. And I was like, here's my opportunity. It's go time. So I was like, dude, like what what's going on that you don't have peace? And he said, I don't know. I just worry about whenever I'm praying, like, am I saying, whenever I say God's name, am I saying a capital G or a lowercase g? And I said, well, if you're talking to God, you're talking to the uppercase G, like you're talking to your Lord and Savior. It doesn't matter if there's a lowercase G out there. And so I told him, I was like, you you need to pray for peace right now. And he was like, okay, well, I'm going to pray in my head. And I said, no, you have to pray out loud. Like you need to say out loud, I all of these dark, oppressive things get out. They, you don't belong here. Jesus is inside of me. Jesus is, is not just in my heart. He is everything in my being. And yeah. none of this oppression or fear belongs in, in this body or in this mind. And so he said it out loud. And he said, Hannah, that is the first time that I've had peace in a year. And all he could do is focus on God. And then he starts to tell me, while I was praying, I saw this picture of because I, I asked him, I was like, did you see anything while you're praying? And he said, yeah, I, I was standing there and there was a man in a blue suit standing there with me. And we were in this like industrial building and he's been watching a lot of like Marvel. So he was like, the guy in the blue suit kind of looked like Captain America, but that's, that's all I could compare it to. And he said, there was the lowercase G kept saying like you're not praying to the right God you're not praying right you're you're not focusing on God the way you need to be and it kept saying these things to me and the man in the blue suit was trying to talk to me but it was almost like he was whispering and then in all of these noises and then he said they climbed on the the man in the blue suit and him climbed on to the the ship and 
the door closed and he said once the door closed i couldn't hear anything else that was going on all i could hear was what the man in the blue suit was saying and he was wow. saying god is righteous god is holy wow god is perfect and i was wow. like okay this is gonna be big for you buddy but like buckle up that was god speaking to you yeah and he yeah. was like but like God was talking to me and I said, yes, you, he shut out all of those distractions for you. So it could just be you and him talking, just you and God having a dialogue. And he said, so that like, that was really him talking to me. And I was like, yes, buddy, that what? So then he, this boy, like I said earlier, he's shy, reserved and quiet. I love him so much and his heart is just so pure. And he, like in my room here, he started dancing around my room. He's like, Aww. yes, God is perfect. He said, that's the first time I've been able to say God without worrying if it was a lowercase wow. or capital G. And he's like, God is perfect. God is holy. And he told me about a song that he had heard. So I put it on, on my TV with the lyrics on so that he could sing it. And he started singing, that boy is not saying out loud for I don't know if he ever like if he ever has like in worship music and he starts singing and then I put on some other worship songs and um I put on Waymaker because that was one of the big songs whenever I was in Zambia that really just yeah. touched my heart and and he was like oh my gosh this song is so true like he is the light in the darkness yeah. like I couldn't focus but all I did was focus on him so ever since then I mean that was just a couple weeks ago who's like all I have to do is just sit down and focus on him and just like say anything any distractions just leave right now in the name of Jesus and I can focus on him and it's just me and him and we can talk and I was like yeah anytime you want to do that like it's accessible and he goes well I've done like 30 seconds maybe I can get to like a minute and maybe one time I can get to like an hour maybe one time I can get to a day and I was like the the possibilities are endless. endless all you have to do is just Christ just focus God. yeah that is an amazing and beautiful story like that <laughs> but that just goes to further show how the power of God like it's so so powerful yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> not only is it powerful but it's in the way that he uses us right it doesn't just yeah. stay with us it 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 transcends like it goes through us because he's watching i'm sure he's sitting there watching you through your journey there was something about you that obviously that's lighting up the place that he's like okay let me go to my sister yeah right and look how you were god was able to use you to set him free yeah and that's the truth like there's so many people people think that it's only just like non-believers who are going no nah, man like you have straight on believers who are, are being oppressed or being challenged by the enemy and they don't know how to get out through it. Yeah. You know, but I think that is, yeah. oh my God, that's so awesome. I, I'm so, come on, <laughs> come on. And the, the, there was an illustration that he said that was just really cool to me because it was an illustration they used in my advanced missions training. And I didn't tell him what the illustration was but then my brother says this out loud. He was like, God already delivered the box that was filled with peace to me. Like he already, he already put it inside my house. All I had to do was open it. 
And oh, I said, God. yeah, all you had to do. And he was like, but I needed God's, I needed God's help to open it. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, Hannah, you handed me the knife to open it. And then God held my hand and opened up the box. That illustration was used in my missions training. And he goes ahead and just lays the whole thing out without ever hearing it. And I was like, only you, Lord, like only you could have put that in his mind and put those things together to say That's it out loud. Awesome. So it was, oh man. That is confirmation. That is wow. That is that's that's good. But you see, like, how how did they say that in the Bible? It talks about like iron sharpening iron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? you know, God will use anything. Like He will use any experience, boy. I tell you, anything, anything, anything. Wow. So like, let's put this all into perspective here. All right. So you were a missionary in another state. You were an, a missionary in another country within mm -hmm. your continent, then you went to a whole other continent and you were a missionary, and then you are a straight missionary in your home. Yeah. <laughs> it never yeah. ends, does it? Yeah, it's, oh my gosh. And it's crazy because you feel the same satisfaction and joy everywhere you do it. Like, it's, it's not just going to Africa that you're gonna feel, like, if, if you have this empty place in your heart, going to Africa isn't gonna do anything yes. <laughs> like it's right. like it isn't a magical place like going somewhere else but once you realize who you are anywhere you go has the potential to bring you this crazy joy and you have the opportunity to minister anywhere like it's it's awesome <laughs> i think it all begins with just saying yes to the call because that's where your dream yeah. starts right yeah you didn't even know what the you were saying yes to but it was like yes <laughs> <laughs> And then look yeah. how God is blessing not only just you, but he's blessing your whole family all because you said yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Well, Hannah, you continue to amaze me. <laughs> I told you this from before, and I'll say it again. You are an amazing young woman of God. Like, I just, I love to hear your stories. I love to see, like, how it's such an amazing thing to see, have seen you grown. <laughs> I mean, it's only been a year, but still, I mean, just to watch this journey, you know? And, yeah. um, and how awesome it was that we started our journey together. Yes. <laughs> right? Because that was my first missions trip, like, um, outside of the country. So it was just like, oh, snap, like, this is so cool. Like, I knew something great was going to happen, but my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, yeah, even our, even our 16 hours on the plane was pretty interesting. We had, <laughs> we had a good ride. <laughs> that right there is a show for another day. What you're not supposed to do on an international flight with other people watching you. Oh, and we had we had the, we had the toilet seats, so we couldn't lay back and, and oh sleep God. or anything. We were we were sitting up straight the whole time. I said, Jesus, please, God, the next time, Lord, please, like, either bless me with the funds to do it or free upgrades to business class. Cause that right there, <laughs> that was for the birds. It was terrible. Like, <laughs> God, I had a good, you know seatmate next to me but besides that, i was just like what in kind of foolery am i and i see people doing things that they had no business doing on the plane that should be done in the bedroom but in the i'm like what what we doing this at yeah. <laughs> it, the, it turned into a self-service bar in the back like it was like what it, what is going on on this plane but hey the at least i had you to talk to through Man, the whole flight. girl for real for real. Thank you. And you know, that's another testament to who God is, like divine appointments. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That plane was, had so many people, but yet he put 
because you talk like this is weird like you gotta understand okay like you talk about (laughs) two different people two different parts of the country two different age groups like it is so like so but god said i'm gonna put my people right next to each other right here right here you know and he made it it flowed so easily you know (laughs) it it was it yeah it was 15 (laughs) hours worth it So it's just been good, but thank God. But you know, um, Hannah, I would love for you to do two things, two things for me, okay, as we wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Number one, um, I think, and I've told you this before, I think that Hannah is such an amazing, like she is, what she's doing, what the Lord has called her to do is amazing. I keep saying the word amazing. I, I, got, I, I promise you I got more words in my vocabulary than just the word amazing, but I just don't know what other words to use because she is amazing, right? <laughs> but um, what the Lord has called her to do is 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 such a um, it's such a significant thing, right? It's 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 a it's a great call, but not only is it a great call, but it's like let's be real about certain things. It costs money, right? Mm-hmm. It costs money. Like even like the trip that I went to Africa, like it was by the great like a lot of people who were so giving and they 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 um they sold it into this thing that you know the Lord had called me to do. And I'm a kind of person where I believe in giving where, you know, where like in good, in good ground. And Hannah is a good ground. You're talking about a young woman who is, you know, she's actually living her life for the Lord and you see the fruit that's coming from it. And, you know, and this is not her asking or anything like that. This is just me saying this, like, I, you know, this is good ground. This young woman right here is good ground while other people are, you know, and not, to, you know, not to be sitting here talking bad about other people or whatever, because shoot, I was 19 years old and I used to hit it up in the club, you know what I mean? But to see that she figured it out so early at such a young age and then she's living her life for the Lord, like, I think that that is an awesome place to sow seed in. This is not somebody who's sitting here stealing money or whatever the case is. This is somebody who's legitimately, you know, she's doing what the Lord has called her to do. And as a result of her doing what the Lord has called her to do, she is blessing so many people. She's changing lives, not only in other continents or whatever, but even in her own household, you know? And if you can, and that's hard. The people you live with, <laughs> no, that's a real thing, man. Like, yeah. you know, our families are a little bit, you know, because sometimes it's easier to do a stranger out on the street than it is our own family. Yeah, because you don't have to see them again. <laughs> Yeah. it's real talk it's real so but anyway so Anna, um can you please go ahead and tell us what your stuff is over that people can donate to the cause and what the lord has called you to do my sister yeah so um so the main thing that i had to do before i was able to head to zambia was get my monthly donations and so like partners joining and giving every single month and I'm so excited to say like I'm fully funded in that capacity like I have all my partners together whenever the board is open I'm getting a flight and heading out Whoa, so, um, that is the only awesome. thing yeah it's crazy so the only thing that I'm raising money for now is um is a vehicle and some other ministry funds like camping gear and stuff that I need to get once I'm there so the way that you do that is you can go to Overland it's just overland and then missions.com slash donate. And then you just put in your information in the donate page and put my name, Hannah Tynes, T Y N E S. 
in the donation memo box and it goes straight to me. Thank you so much for that. And when I post this, I will have like right there so people can uh, can can um can 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 go ahead and bless your life. All right. And you have to remember too, like when you when you bless her, you know, <laughs> that's that's you know, that's 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 doing it unto the Lord. You know, like you're you're, you're taking care of the other part of the body. You know, so when and when, when you bless her, that's you sowing seeds into not only into her life but also into your own. You know, God don't forget it. God doesn't forget anything. Just do it with a good heart. You know, but um, yeah. So that's one. And another thing that I would love for you to do for me, Hannah. Please, I don't know how you feel on this. I'm probably gonna put you on the spot, but let the Holy Spirit lead you with this one. But if you could pray us out and pray for the other um people who were in your situation right that they yeah. were saved but they weren't filled with the holy spirit and they didn't hear from god or you know all of those other things like if you could just impart that into the people please my dear <laughs> okay all right dear heavenly father thank you so much for this day thank you for this time that i've gotten to spend with fabiola thank you for the blessings that you give us in everyday life thank you for the little things thank you for the words that we can hear you speak um i pray that that anybody who's in a situation where they're just not on fire for you right now, I pray that you would just let that fire fall, that you would just, oh man, Lord, I pray that, that anyone who doesn't understand their potential in you would just look to you, they would just read your word, and they would understand everything that you can be to them. Them, that they would understand everything that's already been given to you, every every gift that you've given them without measure, that they would just start walking in that power, Lord. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your for your mercy and your peace, Lord. I thank you that that your love, your overwhelming love is accessible as long as we can sit still and receive it, Lord. I pray that anybody who that hasn't had peace recently i pray that they would just look to you and they would find that peace i pray that if anybody has oppression it would be gone in jesus name i pray that they would look to you that they would pray that they would declare that over themselves that oppression and fear and any kind of darkness doesn't belong where there is light and when you have jesus in your life there is light that is you you are light lord and you encapsulate our entire being therefore we are light lord so I pray that you would just that you would just show people the potential that they have in you. You would show them that they have all of these gifts, Lord. That that they're that they are capable of all of these things that we've been talking about today. That it's not for somebody who is is confident ready lord that they would look to you for any lack of confidence that they have and that that confidence would grow exponentially that they would that they would be so confident as to reach out for things that they know that you're possible that are possible that you can make happen and that they would believe that they can make it happen through you lord things that seem impossible in this earthly realm i pray that you would just show yourself to these people and that the impossible things would be done mountains would be moved lord just by that small amount of faith that somebody puts out there lord i thank you for this day i thank you for everyone who listens um to this podcast for anybody that watches this i pray for for fabiola and 
and her family that she would just be be so blessed in these times. I pray that that soon we'll be able to reach out to each other in person. I pray that this, I, st- <laughs> I stand, I believe that this COVID situation yeah. will be gone in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, yes. Lord, I pray that, that this would be resolved so that the outward ministry that can only happen by someone going would be able to happen because COVID will be gone in Jesus' name, Lord. I pray that, that soon, I will be able to book that ticket to Zambia, Lord, so that I can get to my home and I can start ministering to people. Lord, I pray that anybody who's stuck in a country, like the missionaries that I know, they're stuck in South Africa, stuck in England, I pray that ways would be made so that they can get to their home, they can get to their country, and they can start ministering to their people, Lord. I just thank you for every blessing that you have given us, Lord. I thank you for the power that lies in your spirit that is within us, Lord. I just thank you for your life, Lord. I pray that that you would just become more apparent to others through me, Lord. I pray that that I would keep walking in this new creation that you've given me, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for everything. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Oh my gosh. Praise, praise the Lord. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Hannah. And I want to thank my um, listeners and my viewers for tuning in to another Created Fab um, podcast. And this, man, when I tell you I'm so enjoying this series, like, I don't know how, where God is going <laughs> to take me with this one, but wow. And I hope that this is really blessing the lives of other people. But um, yeah, so just please come back next time. Share this. Share this. Please share this episode. Share the podcast. And I pray that this is blessing your lives as much as it's blessing all of us who are on doing this. So um, to God be the glory, guys. And until uh, next time. Thanks for listening. Keep binging Netflix style on this season series, The Adventures and Struggles of Being a Believer. Don't be stingy. Share, like, and subscribe to the Created Fab Podcast. Visit us at createdfab.com.